As promised, I am thrilled to announce that our tickets for Australian True Crime Live are now available. Join me in Sydney, Brisbane and or Melbourne this July. You can come to all three if you want. These tickets are expected to go very quickly, so be sure to secure yours by visiting the link in our podcast bio or you can head over to the Australian True Crime Facebook page. There'll be a nice link there for you. Update for Brisbane Australian True Crime fans. Brisbane is almost fully sold out for our live show. If you've been a listener for any length of time, you'll know how passionate I am about true crime stories from Australia. I'm looking very forward to an incredible evening together with you, sharing these captivating tales. We will have great guests as well, so, you know, we love a Q&A. If you've ever come along to an Australian true crime live gig, you'll know we love a Q&A with our guests. Don't miss out. Book your tickets today, and I'll see you in July for a memorable night out. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The producers of this podcast recognize the traditional owners of the land on which it's recorded they pay respect to the Aboriginal elders past, present and those emerging. The following podcast contains content of a graphic, violent nature and is not suitable for children. Oh, I was meant to be at the party that night. I was on my way there, uh, walking past the pub and another mate stuck his head out the window and, oi, come on in. So didn't end up at the party. Went home and I never answered the phone at night and I got a phone call in the early hours of the morning 
from my ex-partner. And she's gone, they've just killed everybody. Our guest today is from my hometown of Toowoomba in Queensland, and he thought he'd seen his fair share of violence and mayhem by the time he'd sobered up in his mid-twenties. Our guest had already spent quite a bit of his life in the correction system. His first experience was at the notorious Boys Town Centre in Bow Desert. We have a separate episode dropping later this week for ATC Plus subscribers about his Boys Town experience and also about the survivors group that he belongs to. Today, though, we're talking about a terrible turn of events that landed him back in the middle of incredibly senseless violence, just as he was pulling his life together. It was the mid-1990s. He was not long out of jail, again, but this time he was clean, he was sober, and he was a dad. He was even mentoring troubled teens at a drop-in centre in town. 30-year-old Michael Thompson was another mentor at the centre, and he often opened the doors of his nearby flat to kids needing a meal, a place to sleep, or a shower. On the night of May 30, 1995, he invited a small group over to the flat for a party. The group was joined by two newcomers, who'd blown in just a couple of days earlier from Rockhampton. Our guest, who was literally on his way to Thompson's flat, was distracted that night by an old mate. It was a distraction that may well have saved his life but it's also left him guilt-ridden ever since. The juvenile offender, who can't be named for legal reasons, was released from prison in 2010, having served three years. The two main offenders remain behind bars and a high priority for the Queensland government, it seems. Scott Jeffrey Magar pleaded guilty on the second day of his trial in the Supreme Court of Queensland to two counts of murder, one of manslaughter and four counts of rape. He was sentenced to life imprisonment with a non-parole period of 20 years. The Attorney-General Kerry Shine appealed the sentence, arguing it was manifestly inadequate. The appeal judge agreed, and the non-parole period was increased to 30 years. John Brian Woodman was sentenced to life with a 15-year non-parole period. He was a juvenile at the time of the offence as well, which would normally mean his name would remain suppressed. However, in 2007, Attorney-General Kerry Shine introduced changes to the Juvenile Justice Act, which meant that due to the heinous nature of his crimes, Woodman could be named. As of January this year, the Parole Board of Queensland ordered that Woodman be banned from applying for parole for at least another eight years which will bring him up to December 2030, despite the fact that he's already served his 15-year minimum. I had a bit of trouble at school, not a significant amount until towards the end of primary school and then into early high school. I started getting in a lot more trouble at school. I was a thief. We always had everything we needed growing up but we didn't necessarily have everything we wanted. I don't know, I just I worked out that I was, I could steal these things. It is very definitely not the way I was raised, but it just, it happened and I could do it. My first year of high school, 12-year-old kid, and I'm, I'm doing break and enters on canteens on the weekend. That's why I ended up at Boys Town. Like, How long were you in Boys Town for? So I went in towards the end of grade eight, and came out at the end of grade 10. I got out of Boys Town. I was basically sent home with 
nothing kind of thing. It's all right. You, you just graduated grade 10, see you later. Some of the older girls that I was hanging around with started getting into gangs and there was, you know, people carrying knives and street brawls and stuff like that. I, I don't even think it was three months and I was in an actual detention centre. So I ended up in Sir Leslie Wilson Youth Detention Centre, which is another one of these ones that, like, I mean, they shut the place down because of what it was like in there. I think I was there about three or four months. By that time, I was a raging addict, raging alcoholic. I, I ended up in big boy jail. What for? What was the offence? Arson. But I, I finally managed to get myself clean while I was in jail. I'd met my partner not long before and we'd been together maybe five or six months and I got sent away for 18 months. I realised that for the first time in my dating life at least, I'd found somebody else that I actually gave a damn about and I decided I wasn't going to screw that one up again. And I came out and I got connected with a youth group here in Toowoomba. This youth group runs a drop-in centre where you could come in and have a free lunch on on a weekday and, you know, you could come and get out of the weather. And they dealt with a lot of these homeless kids and at-risk kids around the place and stuff like that. So some of these kids could come and talk to me because, you know, I'd been in jail and I'd had a drug problem and I'd had my own sexuality problems and I don't want to sound big-headed or anything like that, but it, it kind of a lot of these kids kind of looked up to me, I think. Oh, I can absolutely see how they would look up to you. So these young people, some of them, were having a party this night. What was your vibe on these particular people we're talking about up to that point? So the victims in this case, Michael was just, he was that beautiful soul. He was a bit old. He was even a little older than I was. He was 30? Yep. yep. And that was, so this happened in his unit. And he was one of those guys that the door was always open for someone to come and crash on the floor. And then there were two 17-year-olds at his unit as well. So this is because it's got this drop-in sort of vibe, David yep. and Tyson. Yep. So David was actually dating my ex-partner. The mother of your child? Yep. Uh, and then, what do I mean, these, these two ring-ins. So they just turned up in town at, at some point and Michael being Michael, you know, they're from out of town. They've just showed up where all the other kids hang out. And, Have you guys got somewhere to stay? Mm. Do you need somewhere to crash? There are two of them that we can't name. Scott Magar was the ringleader. He was the only one that was initially... Named the other offender, John Woodman. You said yes. We ca- who, who we can name, um, and then the, the the third offender is the one that we can't name, and he was actually part of our social group. He was our friend. How old was he? Fifteen. He was fifteen. Did he know these other two before this? No, only only from this. Like they've they've popped up you know, a week before or whatever, and just sort of been absorbed into the social group. I was meant to be at the party that night. What happened? Why didn't you go? 
Uh, tripped and fell into a pub. I was, I was on, on my way there, uh, walking past the pub and another mate stuck his head out the window and, oi, come on in. So, I don't know, he'd had a win on the pokies or Keen or something like that. Well, let's get drunk. So, you know, didn't end up at the party. Went home and I would never answer the phone at night and especially not if I've been drinking. I'm not even going to hear the phone at night. And I got a phone call in the early hours of the morning from my ex-partner and she's gone, they've just killed everybody. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I wasn't in the place that night, but... You're very close to people who were. Yeah. So there was, there was a little disagreement, not anything major enough to start taking lives over, but... These two had just decided that, yep, we're going to kill everyone. Um, they killed one person first and they went, well, shit, now we've got to kill everybody else as well. Tyson Wilson was the first to die, 17 years old. They beat him to death in front of everybody with a pool ball in a stocking and with a chain with a padlock on it. Yep. Unimaginable. It's unimaginable. And they've made it clear to everybody, nobody's leaving here, I suppose, before they killed this boy. And then they made it clear that they were going to kill other people. They said, you're all going to die. Yep, pretty much. So one of the boys 
the 15-year-old has basically got involved. So he was just a guest at the party, the the juvenile we can't name. And what do you think he... Got involved to try to ingratiate himself to mm-hmm. save his own life. It's been one of the biggest sticking points I've had over the whole situation for many years. He said in his statement to police that he feared for his life and he told the two guys, I'll prove myself. And then he committed the next murder. Yep. He hit David Lyons with a metal pole four times and then picked up a broken bottle and slit his throat. Yeah. Yeah. So David was actually, uh, as I said, David was my ex-partner's boyfriend at the time. And these guys were, they were mates, like good mates. He was good mates with all three of the, the victims. He was considered part of their family. He, he, was, he was like our little brother. The report says he saved the life of your baby. I don't know if you feel that way. Uh, and that, that's actually the mitigating circumstance that uh, influenced the court most when it came to sentencing. Yeah. He placed your baby in a, another bedroom, is that right? Yep. Your ex-partner, though, the mother of your baby, survived. However, she didn't survive unscathed. She was raped by the, the two older offenders. Magar and Woodman? Yep. She, she was raped multiple times by them in a bedroom, basically. Like, I, I still kind of, whether it was the juvenile offenders' influence or her influence, or, or a combination of both, um, she did, yeah, she did what she had to to survive. The person whose unit this is all happening in, Michael, in fact, his name's Michael Ross Thompson, isn't it, Michael Thompson? Yep. He's still alive at this stage, but obviously the, the two offenders, Magar and Woodman, are telling him that he's next. Woodman shook hands with him, bizarrely, horribly. It's macabre. And then Michael Thompson pleaded with him and asked him to please kill him in the quickest way. He didn't want to be beaten to death. I think they they did try. I think they tried to break his neck and then they tried to sever an artery and it didn't work. So, all right, well, now now we're just going to beat you to death anyway. There were... Or three other juvenile females. Oh, my God. They're not attacked? No. And they're not offending against anybody? No. But they had a connection to Magar and Woodman. Um, another guy turned up. He turned up. He, he had a vehicle. So he was then hostage. And you're going to take us away now and they're going to kill you. And so then they've basically, uh, they've jumped in the car and, with their hostages, and they've taken off to Brisbane. So they've taken the three juvenile girls, they've taken the driver of this car hostage, and they've headed towards Brisbane. Yep. Which is only an hour and a half from Toowoomba. They'd only made it an hour or so when the police pulled pulled them over on the highway. So the juvenile offender's gone to a house next door, down the road, and started... You know, getting medical help and police and stuff then. Mm. And my ex-partner has walked across the road. There's a phone box across the road and she's walked in and rang me. She's gone to the phone box and, and rang me. I mean, I, I did not react well to that. 
who's ever expecting to get a phone call at one o'clock in the morning or something going, hey, everybody's dead. And it wasn't until like, the next morning my mother left work early. She'd heard it on the TV at work and, and recognised the unit block and went, oh, shit, and came looking for me and went, she, she thought I would have been there. So you were really in the process before this night of turning your life into something else, into something that it had never been before. What happened after this? What what did it become after this? Oh, I, like I said, I fell off the wagon. I started smoking dope again. I started dropping pills. I was just so angry. I did everything I could. I, I tried so hard. I wanted to get into jail and get at them. I was openly abusive towards police. I was, I was fighting in the streets. I was, and I was, at this point, I'm still on a suspended sentence. There was another, a, a, a detective that I'd had a lot of dealings with. We had a really active dislike of each other. He pulled me into a room at the police station one day and sat me down and he said, right, this needs to stop. He said, we are not going to lock you up with these boys. If you got locked up, it would be as far away from them as we could keep you. What do you think would have happened if you were there? He said, we would have rang your mother to say you're dead or you'd now be sitting in jail with life sentences for, for killing them in the process of protecting your friends. I mean, probably a dozen people had already tried to say that to me, but for, for it to come from that particular officer really made that difference. And, like, I'm not saying the anger went away, but it made me stop and think and go, is this really the road I want to go down? I decided it was, it was taking up too much real estate in my head and it was time to stop and step back. I got out of Toowoomba, moved to a little farm down in the Lockyer Valley, away from the city hustle and bustle. That's that's good. So you just living the peaceful life, just the two of you? Um, oh, no, you had kids. Oh, my God, I forgot. You, this was our happy ending. Yeah, uh, and all our, well, we had all our kids young. They're all late teens and off doing their own thing. And we're, we're back to the happy little dating life now and, She's been beside me through all of this, basically, like I said, right before I went to jail. I don't know, it probably sounds pretty cliched and stuff like that, but I didn't think I was capable of love until I met her. Like, I was too broken. She's been the crutch that I've leaned on at every last point in my life. Without her standing by, I probably wouldn't have made it this far been a journey like it's great that you many people never find their soulmate like you have it's good so you just live in the peaceful life as as the saying goes in the country if you can't pee off your patio without your neighbors seeing they're too close so, i did not know that was how the saying went okay good. so we don't have to worry about peeing off the patio thank you to our very generous guest today stretch And thank you for downloading this episode of Australian True Crime. We'll be back next week.
This has been another Smartfella production in conjunction with the Acast Creator Network. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. As promised, I am thrilled to announce that our tickets for Australian True Crime Live are now available. Join me in Sydney, Brisbane and or Melbourne this July. You can come to all three if you want. These tickets are expected to go very quickly, so be sure to secure yours by visiting the link in our podcast bio or you can head over to the Australian True Crime Facebook page. There'll be a nice link there for you. Update for Brisbane Australian True Crime fans. Brisbane is almost fully sold out for our live show. If you've been a listener for any length of time, you'll know how passionate I am about true crime stories from Australia. I'm looking very forward to an incredible evening together with you, sharing these captivating tales. We will have great guests as well, so, you know, we love a Q&A. If you've ever come along to an Australian true crime live gig, you'll know we love a Q&A with our guests. Don't miss out. Book your tickets today, and I'll see you in July for a memorable night out.